Hello, everyone, and welcome back once again to Is It Peak? Today, we are discussing Season 6, Episode 6 of Better Call Saul, Axe and Grind. I'm your host, Marcus, aka HN Films, and joining me today is the big dog himself, Johnny Cooper. What's up, guys? We also have our local contrarian, Cinnabad. Hello. And lastly, we have the fan favorite character, Imperfect Dan. That's good. I'm also sick right now, kind of coughing. So uh, what's everyone's thoughts on this episode? A bit of a controversial one, it seems. Yeah, I thought it was better than last episode, but it is very slow for a final season, you know? Oh my goodness. We only got one more episode left, and then after that, we got the Breaking Bad episodes, the Gene episodes, and, you know, it's over. How do you even know that? Because we know. Yeah, I mean, if you pay attention, you know, you'll realize that uh, next episode is the finale of, you know, the whole Better Call Saul timeline, you know, then we we're going to jump into the Breaking Bad one. Bro, we do. Like, I really doubt they're just going to end it like that. There's literally no way at this point, since there's still so much shit to do in this, like, era. What's there to do? Fucking Lalo, bro. There's no way Lalo's heading to America in one episode. There's no way. Maybe he just waits for four years for four years. Why not? Yeah. So Gus thinks he's dead and then he comes out of surprise. But Gus doesn't think he's dead. So what, you think he's just going to, after four years, just, oh yeah, he's probably dead at this point. It's it's believable. It's believable. And maybe they'll do a little twist where um, Gus uh, manipulates Walter and Jesse to kill Lalo, you know? I think they'll make it a little <laughs> spicy. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, we, we should save that, that prediction shit for later because we need to talk this cold open, a very interesting one because we get the return of young Kim, who last time we saw her was uh, season five, uh, Wexlevy Goodman. Okay, yeah. Uh, I thought Kim's mom sold the scene. You know, I, I knew she generally uh, didn't care about Kim needing to learn a lesson, uh, but more of her trying to get back at Kim because, you know, the previous uh, flashback in season five, because, you know, at that time... Um, Kim was trying to act all nice, you know, like how we know her during that, you know, during that season. And now, you know, she's acting up and, you know, whatnot and uh, with the whole Howard thing. Um, so I thought uh, she was trying to be, you know, an asshole to Kim by getting the cops uh, called and have her pay back like thousands for the necklace, you know. And it, uh, it took me up until like a minute before the scene inside the office ended to figure out that it was actually all a part of um, Kim's mom's plan. But then I rewatched the scene again and it's actually all just Kim's doing. You know, her mom was just uh, backing her up um, because uh, she herself does it as well and uh, is the reason why Kim learns how to, you know, shoplift, you know, which she failed, you know, so that's why, uh, you know, she shall have gone to Marie School 101 of stealing things, you know. I did like this one because it, it gives a little more context into like her like stealing and stuff. She has like, you know, obviously her motivation isn't the same as Jimmy, but it's cool seeing the groundwork being laid there and especially how it kind of relates to the end of the episode. I know Johnny Cooper was hyped when this scene happened. We got Howard's home life. Yeah, it's a it's a good lengthy uh, Howard uh, solo scene with the reveal of his wife. Um, Howard is really trying his best here. You know, as you guys can see, you know, he uh, he makes his wife a special coffee with a little, uh, you know, homo sapien sign in it. And, uh, you know, and guess what? You know, she just dumps it all in in her little uh, stupid little cup. You know, my man Howard is struggling, you know, and you can see he doesn't have the courage to say what he wants. I thought that was a very good acting of uh, Patrick. Well, yeah, especially when they're like talking about some event that one of them has to go to and he like suggests, oh, like maybe we could both go to it. And it just gets ruled out immediately. 
yeah, he clearly wants uh, both of them to go together for the fundraiser, but his wife, you know, she just wants to go all alone. Uh, that right there is when Howard should have just accepted that the relationship was over, you know? His wife is a bitch, honestly, you know? Get a divorce, Howard, marry Betsy. And- we don't know what's the bit, what, what went down between them. Maybe Howard was like a real bitch. We don't know. I'm glad we got more Howard's personal life when we got nothing the previous five seasons. You could definitely make the argument that this all, all laying the groundwork for the Howard death scene. Yeah, even with uh, Howard giving her the uh, heads up that, you know, if she hears about any of this fake shenanigans that Howard is, you know, uh, quote unquote doing, um, I think she will use that opportunity to get out of the relationship, even if she knows that uh, Howard was innocent. Well, yeah, especially with what's probably going to go down next episode. Howard divorce is definitely on the cards. Well, yeah, it's an important thing to point out here that I'm pretty sure Howard does not drink coffee. Maybe it'll be an important detail, you know, maybe uh, the whole Kim and Jimmy plot, you know, with the, the drug thingy, you know, maybe they'll slip it into a coffee to expect uh, Howard to drink it. But, you know, uh, you know, uh, predicted it a long time ago, you know, Howard only drinks tea, you know, so it, it backfires. Speaking of drugs, that leads into our next scene, the return of the veterinarian Caldera, one of the GOAT characters. He's given Jimmy some uh, drug. I don't know if they say exactly what type of drug it is, but it like dilates your pupils. It's called a psychotropic, uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right. I don't know how to say it. Psychotropic, some shit, psychotropic yeah, psych- Psychotropic. You know, th- this whole season's theme seems to be, you know, keeping mysteries from the audience. You know, we only have one episode left in the season, uh, the season parter, and the entire part one is just basically the secret evil plan to take down Howard. Uh, but we still don't know what their what the plan even is. You know, like I'm confused what the, um, you know, that old guy with the broken arm, you know, plot is or what Jimmy had to go, you know, do with this, you know, sneaky doctor to make his pupils huge. You can pretty easily piece together what they're most likely going to do, especially based off this episode. And people they're have. They're slip in, Howard. They were testing that drug to see how it would affect Howard. Because they mention, um, Caldera mentions, like, is the guy going to do it on? Is he, like, the same height or whatever as Jimmy? And they say yes. But yeah, I think this is why the audience uh, thinks these last past two episodes have been nothing but, you know, filler. Because it's it's even more annoying for them. Because um, it's like, you know, as I said, the final season. Uh, I know it will pay off. Um, and it better be this very crazy plan that nobody on, you know, uh, Reddit has predicted. We also see the uh, the vacuum card, which uh, maybe the doctor will use because, you know, he's getting out of the place uh, because of this whole this whole underground shit. Do you think these lazy ass writers will use the same plot device once again on one of our mains? Like um, when this whole Howard plan backfires and Kim is in so much trouble, you know, that she will have to, you know, face up like maybe 20 years in prison. Uh, because the plan is just too evil, you know, and then uh, Jimmy will have to go back to the doctor before uh, before he leaves town and get him to tell Jimmy the secret codes for the uh, Hoover Max shit. You know, what do you guys think? No, I feel like that's the first thing a writer would think of, like like the very first idea would be just that. So obviously it's going to be more to it. I think that it's not going to get mentioned again, the vacuum thing. It was just a little reference. It was funny. It was funny when Jimmy was like, why is Caldera walking away from the money? And then Kim responds, he knows what he wants. Well, yeah, that like shows Kim's ideals as well. Yeah, exactly. Versus Jimmy where he's just a money whore. Or, or maybe it's trying to say that Kim like really doesn't know what she wants. Well, she's doing the scammer shit and she's also trying to like do good public defender work and all that stuff. But at the end, she she bails on all that to go back to the stupid Howard plot. We need to talk about Howard and his private investigator. He's looking at some photos from his PI and they're all very uninteresting. 
until he catches one of Jimmy withdrawing some money. And the PI says that it's about 20K in dollar, dollary dues. Howard is very intrigued by this. You know, this guy on Twitter posted this theory, and it's very similar to chicanery, which we were, you know, we were just talking about. Uh, so here's the theory, you know. Um, so the guy said, this is what the big plan will be. Jimmy and Kim are staging things to make it seem, uh, make it seem to Howard like Jimmy is bribing the judge in the Sandpiper case by pretending to withdraw, withdraw 20K and using uh, fake photos with the judge impersonator. Parentheses, they know about Howard's PI and are using him. Uh, Howard, who is... Prime after all the pranks is going to figure this out and fly off the handle maybe with the aid of the of those caffeine like drugs accusing the judge of accepting bribes he's going to look like a maniac with the judge uh, when the judge denies it and proves otherwise and hhm will have no choice but to settle sam piper asap cliff aaron and rich uh, are all in the room to witness the meltdown plus hundreds of other class action clients on the call ruining howard's reputation forever well, yeah, that is like definitely the plan. Like that's what's going to attempt to happen at least. Well, yeah, the, the more interesting part of that is some people saying that uh, Jimmy and Kim have the PI in their pocket. Like he's actually working for them, which I find hard to believe, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't, think I don't so. know why they would do mm -hmm. that. The next scene, which is Kim doing some PD work in court, doing a very good job as always. And Cliff comes in to admire her. In more ways than one, I'm sure. And then after that, they have a talk about the, uh, what's it called? The Jackson Mercer Foundation, which uh, funds justice reform or some shit. And Kim wants it to come to Albuquerque and Rich, I mean, no, no, not Rich, Cliff Maine says that it's in the works and he wants Kim to come do some shit or something. Whatever it is, it's very good for Kim and she's very excited. Yeah, it looks like Howard uh, didn't fill in Cliff on the whole uh, Jimmy situation, you know, since he basically invited Kim to that place that uh, HN was talking about. Uh, I, I do think this will be a huge mistake for Howard not to tell him because um, it's definitely going to backfire just like Hank in the final season of Breaking Bad, you know, because like him not telling the DEA is what led to his, uh, his own demise. You know, I think that's going to be the same for Howard. I mean, that was a small factor, but it just reminded me of when, you know, Kim was complaining about like working with Rich, she was like, she didn't feel like she was making anything meaningful at work. So with this scene, it hits a little bit for me because like, I just remember her complaining about that or pretty much to the entire show that she's not doing anything meaningful. Well, yeah, this is like her best chance to get some real meaningful work done. And it seems like she's going to miss it just to embarrass Howard and make him pee his pants or something. I feel like he was kind of interrogating. He was like, he pretty much just said like what any person, normal person would say. Well, yeah, she even said she owes like everything to HHM, including her like relationship with Jimmy, like which is true and just makes it all the weirder that she's so devoted to destroying Howard. I wonder though, if does Kim even really fucking hate Howard or is it all just like she just really wants to do some sort of scam with Jimmy? You can say that for Jimmy too. It's like with these characters, like there is it just them making an excuse because Jimmy doesn't really have like a real excuse to hate on Howard besides like he's jealous because like he moved on from Chuck in a normal way and he didn't. Anyone has any further thoughts on the Cliff thing? No, but I hope we see his son. Jimmy Combo. Combo. Oh, yeah. I saw I saw a Reddit of that. A Reddit post. Is his son's combo? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any single character who's used drugs before in Breaking Bad, they could be Cliff's son. Uh, or maybe that guy from, uh, you know, remember when Jesse had to go through that um, therapy thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy who ran over his fucking child. Because after that, Kim and Francesca meet up. They haven't seen each other since season three, to my knowledge. And they're in Saul's office, which looks quite a bit different than at least I was expecting. I knew that when the office will finish in the Better Call Saul era, the better, <laughs> the better Call Saul era, that it won't look 
one to one to the Breaking Bad one because, you know, it's still years ahead. And, you know, of course, realistically, they'll change it up every so often. But I didn't expect it to look that fancy. Are they just going to do a time jump and it'll look like a Breaking Bad one? Or are they going to have time to do another office renovation? I don't think I don't think we're going to have enough time for that. I think we're just going to jump into the Breaking Bad one and, you know, it'll just look like Breaking Bad. No, they're going to show some of it. Or maybe maybe on a uh, a relapse or whatever what was it called time, time, time lapse time relapse time lapse <laughs> a fucking relapse that's what Cliff's son's doing okay and then Kim goes into Saul's office and we get finally the return of the, the film, film crew people. the best characters by far including my girl drama girl love drama girl and they're doing some planning for their scheme to take fake photos of um, a fake judge, fake Casemiro, and they were deciding what mustache would be best for him. Everyone thought that tattoo guy was going to be Uncle Jack, but we didn't even see who it was. Yeah, I guess that'll be revealed in the next episode. Wait, wasn't that one of the people in the office? Yeah, it was just like a random client in the office, but we didn't see who it was. Maybe they'll replay the scene again in the the opening of the next next episode, and then they'll finally uh, reveal, you know, the... uh... The yeah, Nazi it'll be guy. like the last scene of Breaking Bad season four, where it's like that shot of Walt's pool and like it slowly zooms in on the um, lily of a valley. Right. Can we move on to uh, the next scene? Lalo in Germany meeting up with not Kai, but Casper. This scene felt so weird. Like if I was watching a different show all of a sudden and I was trying to figure out why. And it's the first tree forest in the whole Breaking Bad universe, you know, that we've seen, I think. Have we really never seen like a like that before? Well, what about Walt's uh, cabin? Well, I mean, you know, this is us like entering the forest though. Like that one was just the, uh, that forest was just in the back, like a back shot. Did all of you guys recognize who that guy was? Because I did. No. I didn't. I thought it was the guy who just made the uh, little piece for Ziegler. No, I remembered him because he had that line in season five, episode one, where he said to Mike that Werner was like worth like a hundred of him or something. So I, I remembered him. I didn't know his name was Casper though. With the way uh, Nacho's death was done quickly in the season, I thought, uh, I mean, did you guys think that for a second that they were actually going to do a twist and have just the German guy kill Lalo there well, just to end his story? Or I was definitely very, I was like in the moment when like Lalo was pretending to have like be like really wounded, but then it was all a troll, but he was still hurt. He like got one of his ribs broken or something. Yeah, maybe he's a, uh, you know, he flies back to New Mexico, but then he dies like midway, you know what I mean? He just dies in the plane. Yeah, because he's on the Wayfarer. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, kind of disappointed that that's the only Lalo scene this episode. Yeah, they seem to be very, uh, to be going very slow with the whole Lalo plot. You know, this is the only scene in this episode. So, you know, I hopefully, you know, you know, hopefully with the, the whole Jimmy and Kim's Howard plan finally executing in the next episode, uh, maybe we'll get more screen time for Lalo in episode eight, you know, which wouldn't, you know, happen until uh, July. Well, yeah, I think we can safely say at this point, there's no way Lalo's done next episode. He's going for at least another like three or four more episodes, I reckon. It's not going to go to the Breaking Bad stuff like next part. That just makes no sense. They're not going to do will. it right away. They will. No, they fucking won't. Yeah. Bro, they I mean, okay, it, it, you want to put a bet on it? I'm literally this confident they're not going to do it. Uh, does anyone still want to say that Walt and Jesse are in next episode? They are. I guarantee it. You guarantee it? $20. $20. How, how, do, you th- how do you think they're going to How do you think they're gonna do it? I think they're going to do a flash forward scene. It just doesn't seem like it's going to feel like a mid-season finale. I really don't think. No, nah, it definitely will. It definitely will. Shit's going down next episode. No, shit's going down. I just feel like AMC just pushed it. I don't well, think they, like the writers. They, yeah, I think they've confirmed that it wasn't planned, but they still said that next episode has like a crazy cliffhanger. What if instead of with starting with a flash forward, it ends with a flash forward? How the fuck would that be a cliffhanger though? 
Oh my god, Walt's gonna be in it. Not like we already knew this. I think the cliffhanger could probably be like a gene flash forward, just a tiny tease of like something from the future. But there is a chance we get a gene. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw out a random prediction and say next episode, if they do do some sort of flash back or flash forward, it'll be Chuck's scene. If they were to show a, a Chuck uh, flash forward, or not flash forward because he's fucking dead. I mean, a flashback. Uh, it'll be when Walter and Jesse show up, you know, because, you know, Chuck was right about uh, about Jimmy, you know, that uh, Jimmy just never changes. And, you know, Jimmy making a deal with uh, with Walter, you know, this kingpin, uh, which, you know, will be his downfall. You know, that'll basically connect to what uh, Chuck was saying, you know, so it'll it'll serve as a nice cold open, you know, because... Chuck is right. True, true. But uh, we're getting way too fucking sidetracked. We can talk about that stuff at the end. Now we need to talk about Jimmy's getting Francesca to call HHM about the Sandpiper thing to get like a password or something. So into like a meeting or something. Yeah, I think I think the Sandpiper thing, right? Which will be the meeting where Howard uh, gets gets real pissed off. This is probably Jimmy's worst moment this season. I do not like him at all in, in this like moment. Yeah, especially when he told Francesca to clean up that piss. He acted like uh, Breaking Bad Saul. Whenever Saul's just like not with Kim, he's just like, he feels a lot like Breaking Bad Saul. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a little sad to see how uh, Jimmy is corrupting Francesca by having her uh, participate in these little uh, illegal activities. Uh, but we do see her do these type of things in, in Breaking Bad, you know, like when she pretends to be uh, working at the hospital so that Hank can leave Walter and Jesse from destroying yeah, uh, the RV. that shit was next level bad. Anyway, next, uh, Mike is hanging out of the laundromat and he meets up with Tyrus and Tyrus as usual is being a punk bitch. I thought Tyrus was the, uh, I think he, I thought he gave the best performance of this episode. What, what did you guys think? <laughs> yeah. I love oh, Tyrus. Tyrus. Tyrus looks so old as well. He looks old. I mean, if we're going to talk about good performances, I think Jonathan Banks, he pulled in something really good this episode, especially like when he was, uh, or I don't know if I can get to that. Can I get to that? What the stargazing scene? Yeah, the stargazing scene. I thought that was an amazing, just a cute moment for Mike and the acting. A lot of people are really mad at that scene. Why? Was it boring? <laughs> because it was, they said, oh, guys, we don't have time to make the plot go forward, but we do have time for 50 minutes of Mike talking to <laughs> people on the phone. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was like a one-minute scene. It's unrealistically not that long. It should have been longer. But they cares? set up that whole telescope thing, look at it for one second, and then they pack it up. Imagine if Breaking Bad fans saw uh, Twin Peaks The Return. <laughs> <laughs> they would not finish it. Yeah, so Mike pulled out his... He pulled out his men uh, from his place so that he can place them close to Kaylee, so I'm red. Oh yeah, this might be a good time to mention no Gus this episode. Well, I mean, Kim directed that other episode, but she had like the most screen time, I think. Well, yeah, it's because uh, uh, Kim is way more talented than Gus actor. If I have to be honest, I, I don't think one's way better. I think both are just good. Both are very good. No, I'm, I'm going to be real with you. Yeah. Like, can you ever tell the difference in directing between any of the episodes? They all, not they really. All, yeah. Sometimes. But usually not. Cause like Unless it is it's like by... a scene, episode like Bagman or something. But yeah, after that boring ass Mike scene, we get Jimmy and Kim the night before D-Day. And they're like, you know, we got everything set up right. Nothing can go wrong. Let's go have a little picnic outside HHM for some reason. That scene felt kind of weird to me. I don't know why. Other than to like tell us that the things at HHM, it just felt weird. It took me a while to realize where they were actually going. Because like when they said Omaha Beach, I'm like, wait, what? Well, yeah, no one knew until they showed it. They're about to go to the beach. What the fuck? They, they should have just cut out the part where he said beach and they just go to Omaha and uh, <laughs> get some Cinnabon, you know? The last scene, well, scenes of the episode, my personal favorite scene of the episode, Jimmy and Kim the next day. 
Kim goes off to the meeting at, where is it? The Santa Fe. Yeah. And then Jimmy goes off to execute the plan. But first off, he stops by to get some Zafiro, uh, or how is it pronounced? Zafiro uh, Nero or something. Before y'all say anything, before y'all say anything, is that the same bottle that Gus used on Don Eladio? Apparently. I think it is. Yeah. I think it's the exact same bottle. Which makes it weird that Eladio was so impressed by it, where it's just a bottle you can get at a fucking Albuquerque store. It's like $500 or something, but still, that's like a drop in the bucket for Gus. Jimmy is in the line, and then he sees up ahead, oh my god, it's the judge guy, Casemiro, and he has a cast on, oh no. I don't even know who, like, like I'm still confused, you know, I'm, uh, so, you know, Look, as I I'm said, gonna be real, they, you're just an idiot. You know, hopefully they, uh, they show us all the plan and the execution in the next episode, you know, as I said, hopefully it's Kino, um... Because, you know, if it's not crazy or Kino, then and I'm sad to say it, but uh, I feel like the previous episodes will most likely uh, fall flat like season seven of Game of Thrones. What do you guys think? No, next episode is going to be so good. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Anyway, let's focus on what's happening right now because Jimmy has a fit in the car, kind of like a winner, but not as much, obviously. And then he calls up Kim to explain to her what's going on. And Jimmy's like, good thing we noticed it. We could have been real bad. Let's just drop it for now and we'll come back another day and kim's like no way jose i'm going down that bad choice road let's go and then the episode ends oh my gosh dude no they spent like oh man i love the build-up of that like because like you could tell like she was just thinking in her mind it's like should i do it should i do it and i and i bet everybody was like no don't do it who thought kim was going to crash and actually <laughs> die in this episode like Every single end. time the show does that shot where someone's driving and it's like a profile shot, I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna crash. If she actually did crash and die, how would you guys feel about that? You know, her story just ending there. <laughs> it would be, That'd be terrible, obviously. Man, and oh then and then and then the car door opens and Walt walks in. Oh shit, and he says run. <laughs> <laughs> no more have measures. No, no, okay. I found I figured it out. Jimmy, no, remember when Walt crashed him and Hank's car into like another car? That was Kim's car. <laughs> oh, no. oh my god let's go the crossover but yeah that's obviously clearly setting up kim's downfall i reckon because like you know they had all that talk about bad choice roads she literally goes down a bad choice road so something in that plan is going to go wrong the young kim scene you know pays off here uh you know as one you know sh you know she's attached to someone terrible you know her mom and you know now jimmy she is 100% committed to the uh, lessons, uh, you know, she was teached by them. Uh, she got off pretty easy as a kid when she got in trouble. But now that she's going to ruin someone's somebody's life and possibly cause the death of Howard, you know, if not by the cartel, then it's going to backfire so hard uh, that she's going to get arrested and has to go into hiding uh, via the vacuum guy. How would she go into hiding if she got arrested? She has like a warrant for arrest and he has, she has to escape. You know, she has to get out, you know, Vamanos, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, this is why I think Howard's not going to die, because even if it, like if they do execute their plan successfully, then Kim still needs to have a downfall at some point because this is clearly set up. And if Howard's dead, like... Yeah, logically, how is Howard going to die? How would that happen? Heart attack. I mean, does he have heart problems? Did they ever establish that? No, well they, well, they may or may not have established that he doesn't drink coffee, so he's like weaker to it. So the drug's going to make him go insane and just have a heart attack. Maybe they can do it in like an epic way where he gets a heart attack, but he's like close to like the stairs and then he just like falls from like five feet or something, five floors, I guess. And then uh, hopefully they blame it on Kim, you know, that way she, you know, that's like the way she leaves. No, well, the thing is, if he does dive and like 
people will just say, oh, he just had a drug overdose. Like, how is it going to come back to Kim? Oh, yeah, that is true. How will they tie that to Kim? Because, like, no one thinks that except for Howard, which is why I think Howard survives because after his downfall, he's going to, like, come back for revenge and, like, finally finally get him. Well, yeah, what's our predictions for next episode? Somebody uh, somebody give us a rundown on the teaser because I forgot about that. Uh, we see Saul running around very amusingly and we see the camera guy like teaching like a film class or something and Jimmy's like trying to get his attention. So clearly they're going to, I think they're going to scramble to get the film crew back together to quickly film like new shots of the actor guy with the cast this time and then quickly run it over to HHM, like to Howard's office. And that's why Jimmy's running around with the photos. Wait, why are they going to go to HHM? Because that's where it's all going down. The most important thing is the GOAT, Thomas Schnauz, is directing. And the last episode he directed was Bad Choice Road. So yep. you already know. Yeah. He wrote he wrote uh, Chicanery. And we see a little Howard painting, and uh, not Howard, uh, Chuck painting, you know? little Lisa Which is why there might be a Chuck flashback at the start. But yeah, it's going to be cool to see Howard lose his shit in front of a Gus. I mean, not Gus, fucking Chuck, like, painting, you know? There's a scene where Howard looks at a picture of Chuck. Somebody thought he was looking at a mirror of himself, and the mirror was Chuck. Well, I just want Chuck in any capacity. I don't care. I'm happy with a painting, but I want more. Yeah, Howard's like running up the stairs, and Cliff's calling after him. I'm betting that's um, Howard running up the stairs to get the photos to prove that the judge is in cahoots with Jimmy. But at that point, I think Jimmy would have like taken the photos away so that they don't exist anymore. So Howard will just look like an idiot. I'll do a little switcheroo like in uh, season three with uh, Chuck Red. Yeah, I think Jimmy's like hiding somewhere in HHM doing some sneaky business. I only think we're going to see Lalo uh, for like one or two scenes in the next episode. And that's, you know, it. Well, majority of episodes probably going to be the scammy scam scam. Is there anything else we can say or? Well, we need to talk about uh, Gus and Micah look like they're at some like school basketball court. So, of course, people said that this is going to be when Walt and Jesse show up. What the fuck? Why? Because they're at a school and Walt's a teacher. But yeah, Mike says to Gus something about needing a home court advantage. Do you think they found out about Lalo? Yes. Uh, I think with the guy getting injured, uh, probably, yeah. Uh... Well, is that guy even going to be alive still? Or do you think Lalo's just going to cap him? He's going to cap him likely after he's done with him, just like what he did uh, in season five, the finale. Uh, doesn't Gus have like some men over there spying on them or something? I would assume Pretty so. Pretty sure he doesn't have anyone in Germany. I guess we'll have to find out in uh, whatever the fuck the next episode's called. Oh yeah, Plan and Execution. Yeah, might be the most Kino episode of this season. I reckon. I'm not trying to say like something like chicanery, but I would like to see like a drama in the vein of like something, I guess, kind of courtroom-esque, just with a bit more scamming. Well, yeah, what I was, I was about to say, like, this is kind of the closest we've gotten back to that kind of era where it was more about the law stuff in regards to the Jimmy plot, at least. Yeah, the Jimmy, the Jimmy plot stuff is getting so good. And it started off so, like, I didn't give a shit about it at the start of the season, but I'm, I'm very invested now. It's been strong. It's just that Nacho just kind of took the, you know, took the... Yeah, Nacho shadowed it. Priority. Okay, uh, final ratings for this episode, uh, Johnny Cooper? Uh, an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. Uh, Cena, bad? And now 10. Have you given every single episode to now 10? Yeah, they're all fantastic. Yeah, what was the last time you gave an episode a nine or below? For Bear Call Saul? Probably one in season five. That's Namaste. Um, Namaste, yeah. Namaste, yeah. Wait, De- Dedicado a Mats, I gave four stars. Four stars out of out of ten or Dedicado is Eight better than Namaste. 10. I gave this episode, um, I like it more than episode five out of ten. 
Yeah, um, this is one of the best episodes of the season so far for me. Like top three, I think. Yeah, it's really fun. The only part I didn't really care about was uh, Mike's stargazing scene, but that's just because I hate Mike and his stupid family. So that's all we have to say on Season 6, Episode 6, Axe and Grind. Be sure to tune in next week for our discussion of a mid-season finale, Plan and Execution. Thanks for watching slash listening.